Hello guys, welcome back to my podcast. I am so happy that you are here with me and today is very special for me because I feel ready to talk about something that is not so easy for me and quite emotional and I thought a lot about it for like almost a year whether I should open up or not but today I feel like yes today is the moment um, so yes I would like to talk to you guys about a very special period in my life where I went through a very deep healing um, quite unexpectedly, to be honest with you guys. And as I already said in a previous episode, I... Oh my God, my heart is beating really fast right now. <laughs> um, yes, as I said already in a previous episode, I was um, going through Hinduism Uh, quite unexpectedly. It was a really huge surprise, but I just met that person in my life that just made me see life from a completely different perspective. And I went through several spiritual awakenings, one after another. And it was quite a character building period, definitely. Um, it was kind of tough. And I went through a lot of healing. Um, but I am so grateful. I am so thankful for this person who just opened my eyes. Um, to a completely different world and I'm also very very grateful that I was in that spiritual community for almost a year. Um, that special person followed Paharamsya Nityananda Swamiji and maybe some of you guys already know him or maybe you already watched some videos on YouTube. I, I He's really all over the place, to be honest with you. You can really find a lot about him online. Um, I know that you can also find a lot of controversial videos, but to be honest with you guys, I never watched those. I know that they exist because some of my friends told me about it. Um, I was never really much interested in those videos to be honest with you I just went through my own experience and I think this is always the best that you can do to just you know have your own experience and then your own judgment about this um, so yes I followed Nityananda for almost a year I participated in some of the workshops. Um, for example, there is one workshop called Kalpataru Sessions. I really loved those and it was um, kind of magical, to be honest with you, because during those sessions or maybe even after those sessions, I could remember parts of my childhood that I actually completely forgot for almost 30 years. And all of a sudden, these parts of memories um, came back and um, it was nice. It was not scary. It was... Um, It was, um, how should I say, so nourishing actually to remember those pieces that my subconscious mind was maybe trying to suppress because of fear or some other negative feelings. Um, 
So those Kalpataru sessions were important for my healing process. And I also really liked the initiation. Um, that's something that happens for people in Europe normally in the middle of the night so it was quite intense we had to get up around 2 or 3 a.m and normally they do it on the weekend so it was just amazing for me to have the entire weekend for a spiritual um yeah a spiritual weekend actually and i always really enjoyed those a lot um so during those initiations, you're just um, listening to Swamiji. He's normally giving a speech, talking about different topics. Um, there are also other people talking about um, yoga and nutrition or generational patterns, energies, and, oh, and so on and so on. So the, it's always really interesting, to be honest. Um, I learned so much. And at the end, um, well, you chant the mantra and... Uh, the initiation is a little bit more special because you, you, you also chant other mantras and then at the end you actually get your Atmalinga, which is this energized crystal. I still have it with me. Um, yeah, so it was a really amazing healing journey. It was everything so new to me and unusual. As I said already in the previous episode, I was absolutely not used to anything spiritual until then. It was just so wow, but it felt right. And um, as I said already, my health issues improved so much and very quickly. I don't want to say that if you have health issues that the spirituality will just heal you completely. Okay, I'm not that kind of person. I think that for some health issues, we also need medicine. Okay, or it, it depends. I'm I'm not a doctor, okay? And I don't want to spread the message that we can all heal just with energy because I'm not sure, okay? I'm just going to be honest. I think that both parts, both aspects are really important, okay? I think medicine is really amazing, but spirituality and energy healing is also really amazing. It just depends what you need, what your body needs. And at what point you are on your journey, right? So I just don't want to generalize. And I think you get my point. Uh, but for my case, spirituality was exactly what I needed at that point in my life. And it healed me. I, I don't want to say it healed me completely, but to a very, very big part. And you can't imagine all the symptoms that I had before spirituality. It was really crazy and I didn't know anymore how to get out of that. And as I mentioned in the previous episode, I really thought this was my life. You know, it's not going to end. <laughs> it's just always going to stay like that. But fortunately, I came out and I'm much happier and much healthier. And I really hope one day people from that spiritual community maybe also listen to this episode and I would like to grab this opportunity and really say thank you so much for everything you guys all did for me with me and it was just it was amazing really 
and I will never forget you, of course. <laughs> um, yeah, so these are the points that I really loved. And uh, yeah, I did it for almost a year. Um, there are some points where I had a little bit more difficulty um, accepting it or feeling 100% comfortable with it. Um, it was difficult because I could feel like there is something off, but I just didn't know how to explain it. So I needed also time to, you know, like let these things settle and and now i i know how to explain it better so the first point um is the concept of unclutching swamiji is talking a lot about unclutching unclutch unclutch right i see i still see him in front of me unclutch um it is an english word that does not officially exist okay you cannot find it in a dictionary um but what was what he meant uh what he means by this word is to detach right he often um mentioned it in the context of emotions and feelings so whenever it's getting too much or the feelings are just getting too intense um you can just unclutch from the emotions okay and by that he means to just detach yourself don't be swept away by those emotions and i agree with him on that however i just want to point it out and maybe i am wrong or i just didn't understand it right but i think it is very important that we should not move away from our emotions okay so there is this fine line between you're not going crazy, okay? So maybe you're in a stressful situations and emotions are rising high. Okay, so there is this moment. It's important to also calm down and then maybe see things from a different perspective and don't be swept away by your emotions. Totally understandable, right? But you should not, or that's at least my opinion, it is not a good idea to walk away from your feelings. Don't walk away from your guts. Don't walk away from your intuitions because your intuitions is your compass, okay? It's everything. It's really telling you the direction. So don't walk away from them. They are important, okay? Um, yes, that's just one thing that, you know, I wanted to mention. And it's just 2121 on my phone while I'm recording this. Um, yeah, so that's, that's one thing I really wanted to say, but I will actually get back to this concept of unclutching a little bit later, maybe. Um, let me go over now to another point that is kind of, um, special. Um, so how should I start this? Um, okay. I would just be super honest and straightforward. I always had that dream to have a baby. I always wanted to have a family. Um, however, during that healing process within that spiritual community, um, I don't know exactly how it happened. I really don't remember anymore. I don't know if there was maybe a specific person pointing something out to me or if it was even Swamiji. No, Swamiji not. But over during my healing process it somehow 
came across as if having the dream to have a family or having the dream to have a baby or having the desire to have a love partner would kind of just reflect a pattern that needs to be healed. So what I ended up doing was I was trying to heal myself all the time for everything I wanted. And it was a never-ending story. So, you know, my dream to have a baby was all of a sudden kind of feeling wrong or I should not feel that desire to have a baby. I should work on myself more. Maybe I'm just trying to fill a void inside of me. You know, these these kind of things all of a sudden came and I did not really understand them. I was like, is there really something wrong with me? Is there really, is this really a thing that needs to be healed? And at that point I believed, yes, it is a little bit wrong to have the desire to have a baby because, you know, as I said already, maybe I'm just trying to fill in the void with that baby. Maybe I'm just feeling a little bit incomplete or empty or maybe I'm just not loving myself enough and these kind of things. Um, Yes, the dream to have a family was, yeah, kind of. I, I really cannot say that a person said it in this explicit way. No, it was not the case. But somehow it developed this way inside of me. And I don't know exactly what was triggered inside of me that this happened. But I can remember that some other people in the spiritual community also started thinking in that way. And then I realized, okay, it's not only me. There is something happening in this spiritual community. Somehow, I'm I'm really, I don't know how it is. But it was like a never-ending strain of healing and healing. And this pattern needs to be broken down. And this pattern as well. And this is still something that I need to work on. Um, it was not easy and I was actually coming to the point where I thought that many things were really not right about me. Um, but you know, at this point, I just want to say that it's always okay to have those dreams. It's completely legitimate. You know, you can have the dream to have a partner. You can have the dream to have a family. You can have the dream to have a child. There is nothing wrong with that. Of course, it's not the best and ideal situation when you are really kind of going crazy to find the perfect partner and you are just thinking about that constantly and driving yourself crazy and you cannot even really enjoy life anymore by yourself. Or, you know, that kind of thing, of course, is not so healthy, right? Or if you are maybe in a relationship and you are just a little bit, you know, I don't want to say clingy, but... um needy and you feel that you cannot be without your partner well then there is something that you could work on so that your relationship will be in balance again right 
So there is this fine line that I would just like to mention in case, you know, people are listening to this and maybe this is resonating with you. Maybe you are at this stage where I was a year ago. And this is not even far in the past, right? It's just a year ago, uh, a year and a half, actually, to be honest. So because I was struggling with it and I didn't really know who I could talk to about this. Um, and there was this process happening inside of me until I understood that actually these things are totally normal. I'm a human being. And as a human being, we always have certain desires. We have dreams. Um, and there is not necessarily something wrong with those dreams, right? So there is just this fine line that I would like to point out. If you just want a partner because you are not happy with your own life, well, of course, that's completely different from the dream to just share your life with a person that you feel very close, intimate, happy with, right? So I just want to put that out there, okay? And the other thing that I thought was quite interesting um, was that up in, at a certain point during my healing in that spiritual community, I experienced um, people calling me from that community in the middle of the night. Um, well, in Europe, it was night time whenever Swamiji was online and maybe doing some online programs. Um, and people called me and asked me why I wasn't online. And my answer that I would just, you know, take a break maybe for one or two nights because it's really tiring to get up every night at 2 or 3 a.m. I mean, I also had a job at that point where I had to get up pretty early and I was working besides. So it was really a lot to do. And sometimes I just needed a little bit more sleep. And that answer was not accepted. And that was something where I got a little bit confused. And that is also why I got out of the community, to be honest, because I think that it's still up to us when we want to get up early or when we want to just sleep a little bit in. I think that this is okay and this is not completely bad or completely wrong. I have to say that um, I learned because thanks to that spiritual community to really get up earlier. Uh, I am still getting up at four or five, sometimes even at three, but it's really happening in a very natural way. And I feel so happy and so grateful for that. I love getting up in the middle of the night. Whenever my body allows me to do that, oh, I'm so happy and I get up at 3, 3.30, I start my meditation and my yoga. I really love it. But I also have those other nights, for whatever reason, my body just wants to sleep in a little bit longer. So I get up at 5 or 6 and that's still pretty early, right? Compared to other people. So I'm just listening more to my body and just what it needs because, yeah, I am just in this body for this lifetime. And 
it's important that I respect also my body's needs and my body's rhythm. But getting up in the middle of the night, I did it for over a year and it was so healing really I never thought that I was at first so pissed you cannot imagine how pissed I was to get up so early and doing meditations and I was fall I was falling asleep during the meditations I was just chanting my mantras with the eyes half closed and I was like oh my god this is crazy why am I doing this but it was amazing it was really After that, I had so much more energy, of course, with all the spiritual stuff we did. Of course, the the energy is rising, not only for me, for everyone, right? And it is very healing, very nurturing. And um, I was going about my days so powerfully, full with purpose and passion. It was amazing, really. Um, so there is nothing to say against that. However... Calling me in the middle of the night was mm, a little bit over the threshold, a little bit over my boundaries. Of course, it's sweet when people from a group are checking on me and seeing why I'm not participating, why I'm not taking part in the workshop. Yeah, that's really sweet. But I just had the feeling that it was a little bit over the top. I, I don't know. I just wanted to have my own boundaries and just be clear on them. And yeah, that's why I'm recording this because um, you should not, you should never feel bad for who you are and you should never feel bad for what you need. We are all different, right? So I think it would be unfair to all of us to just think that we are all the same, right? Um, it doesn't matter if it's 2 a.m. or 7 a.m. We are not all the same. Um, so don't feel bad if, you know, that's something that you resonate with. Um, and in this entire healing process... Um, there were many moments where I had the feeling that I had to strive for perfection, that I had to strive for enlightenment. That's what they say a lot. Swamiji is talking a lot about enlightenment. Um, I strongly believe that as long as we are in our human bodies, we can never be fully enlightened. I don't believe it is possible because we are still in the human body. We are still in the 3D. It is amazing to have 5D in our 3D world. Yes, I totally agree. And I still have it a lot. And I love that. Um, but it's not... Or, okay, if it's possible amazing okay but if it's something that doesn't come naturally to you don't force it too much maybe okay because we are in a human body that body has needs we need food we need sleep we need sex that's fine um of course if your life is just turning around those pleasures then maybe 
you know, you can, <laughs> I don't know, you can maybe do a third eye chakra meditation, a crown chakra meditation, you know, to kind of balance the other chakras out, move up the energy, you know, because it's, I, I think it's always a question of balance, okay, to just have the energy in all your chakras balanced. Um but that's just something I needed a lot of time to understand. These three points that I mentioned. And I felt a little bit lonely with this because I didn't know anymore. Okay, I mean, there is never really right and wrong. Or we could say that there is right and wrong, but always a little bit differently for all of us. Right? But I just needed time to figure out, okay, what is right and wrong for me? What is really right or wrong for me? And it took me time. I was at a stage also in my life where I thought, as I said already, where I thought I just had to heal everything about me. It was that kind of feeling that nothing was really okay and that there were so many bad patterns inside of me that I needed to fix. I needed to heal. I needed to repair and change and now I came to the point that that's not the point about human experience. The human experience is just about to embrace everything that comes with it, right? So sex and food and sleep, they are part of our human experiences. Of course, there is always like too much or too little, right? But you can find the middle point for you. So that's my last point that I would like to mention is that part of codependency. Codependency is never good. So you should always just check with yourself. Always check with your own intuitions. What would you like to heal? What would you like to change? But don't change too many things at the same time. Of course, do it at your own pace. Don't look at others. They're trying maybe to, you know, heal quicker and, and stuff like that. You just have to respect your own rhythm. That's very important. And especially in those communities, don't look at others. Don't compare yourself to others. That's also something that I had to learn, to be honest. I was very uncertain about myself. I had a lot of anxiety. I had a lot of fears about me, who I am and what my future will be like and who am I going to end up with and who does even want to spend time with me. Oh my God, I had so many weird things going on in my mind where I just thought, okay, I'm not good enough and I'm weird and I had to adjust or, you know, so I was stretching my boundaries also a lot for other people. But through that experience, I understood that certain parts about me are just the way they are and I am fine the way I am, okay? And um, yes, that's just what I wanted to say. And those codependencies like um, thinking that other people know better about you than you do. Well, this can happen at any time in your life with lots of different people. This does not only count for spiritual communities. This does not only count for gurus. 
like Swamiji, no, this also counts for any kind of teacher or coach or parent or partner or friend. You know, we could become codependent on a lot of people. Um, so this is not only specifically for this guru, but just in general. Codependency is just something unhealthy. We know that, but sometimes we are not entirely aware of it, right? Or we just need a little bit more time to realize it. Um, and that's why, that, that is how this concept of unclutching is maybe not the best or maybe not in every situation because moving away from your own intuitions is just going to lead you maybe a little bit more into the possibility of a codependency. So let me explain. If you move away from your own guts, you move away from your own intuitions. And this can happen in a very slow and subtle way so that you're not even aware of it. But when, when that happens, um, you just might take other people's judgments as your own and you're not even aware of it. And you just take them as right, as just, you know, the direction to take. Um, and and that's, that's not so great. You know what I mean? Because your intuitions are always the ultimate captain of your own soul. And you always have to trust what your gut's feelings are telling you, no matter what. Okay? And believe me, for me, it was so difficult. <sighs> Actually, in my case, it was, um, I'm sorry, I'm getting a little bit emotional, but my guts always told me actually the truth and the confirmation was coming later, like one or two years later or, or maybe shorter than one year, but the confirmation came and then I was like, why did I not listen to my first guts, that first feeling, that first intuition that I had about a person or a situation? And then later on, I had the external confirmation, so the proof. I was like, oh my God, yeah, there we go. There's the confirmation of what I knew already a year ago, for example. And it was just so devastating to me. Each time I realized this, I came to the conclusion, damn it, I'm still not really listening to myself. I am still listening to others. And this was actually a pattern that I carried within myself for a very long time. And then after I followed Swamiji for a year and a half, um, yeah, actually everything collapsed a little bit in my life. A lot of things changed. That often happens after spiritual awakenings, right? So for you guys who are already a little bit familiar with this, you know that spiritual awakenings are pretty tough and all or many parts of our life just collapse. Um, so that happened after that and some friends 
got out of my life. Um, I did not have a lot of contact with my family at that point. I felt pretty lonely. So <laughs> the good part about that was that I had a lot of time on my hand to think things through and what actually happened the past one year and a half to really digest what happened. And through that process, I finally understood that I can really trust my intuitions and some parts of me are just the way they are. I cannot be perfect. Enlightenment is something that will happen after this 3D life. I I feel that the pure 100% enlightenment is not as long as we are in our human bodies. As I said already, that's not the point of the human experience. Um, yes, and also the same thing uh, with my food pattern and my sleeping pattern. At first, I really thought that I had to be like the others in the community, that I had to sleep much less and... Um, eat differently and these things and later on I understood that there is a fine line between you know just sleeping way too much or sleeping you know just enough so that your body feels energized and this is different for everyone okay and this is something that I realized for example I feel amazing after five hours of sleep I just let my body sleep and as I said already, I just wake up whenever my body feels this way. It's normally around 4 or 5 a.m., sometimes 6 or 7, it depends, but that's just a rhythm that I keep for now. Um, but I did feel bad for quite some time whenever I got up later in the morning because I thought that maybe I am less spiritual that way or I'm just going to be not the best version of myself you know these kind of things but it's actually not true I still have a very very spiritual lifestyle I love it but I give my body the rest that it needs um, the same with food I know that sometimes <laughs> I'm a little foodie and <laughs> it's kind of, yeah, it's my thing, okay? But I know when it's just greed, when it's just the pure desire to eat and it's not even about hunger anymore. And I am aware of this. So, you know, I can now make a difference. That's just what I'm trying to say here. Um, yes. Hmm. Oh my God, I don't know if people can resonate with this because this is very specific. Um, it's a very special experience and not everybody will resonate with this. I think only those people who actually have been in such a community can understand what I mean. Um, but anyways... Uh, this is part of me. This is part of my past. I felt uncertain about that part for a long time. I thought that I could not talk about this. Um, you know, that maybe I should even feel ashamed. or but But I'm not anymore. I really reached that point where I'm like, okay, this is part of me. This is part of my past. And this was part of my healing. And I am 
very grateful that it happened because as I said I, I am very very happy now <laughs> I'm a really really happy person and I think without this guru I would never have been able to reach this point that I have now and I would never have reached the point of just believing in myself and my capacities um, yeah so I think that's it for today I I really hope that it was helpful um, yeah codependency in whatever form in whatever situation is never healthy just um, sit with yourself and uh, you will figure out what your intuitions tell you and then go that way <laughs> don't listen to others don't compare yourself to others it's not worth it um, even if you're trying to work on yourself, you're going to do it, but in your own pace. Yes. <laughs> okay, you guys, I'm going to close it off here. Um, yeah, I wish you all a very good day or night whenever you're going to listen to this and wherever you are in the world. Um, and I hope to have you again on my next episode. All right, so take care. Bye-bye.